What's going on, everyone? This is Michael, and you're listening to V is for Veterans. I want to give a big welcome to everyone tuning in today. This is the first official episode of the podcast. I'm so stoked about doing this. I've been excited to record the first episode all week long, ever since I dropped the trailer, and it's finally here. This is the beginning of what I hope to be something great. Episode one of season one. That's right. I'm planning on doing multiple seasons, multiple episodes. You know, I want to just make this, you know, as big of a thing as I can for myself and for all the listeners that I'll be getting in, you know, over the next few days, few weeks, few months. Um, I have really big plans for the podcast. So hopefully you guys can help me realize that dream and be a part of, you know, the process along the way. You know, podcasts you know, in retrospect are nothing without the listeners. So to have people listen in is a really huge deal. And even to have you guys participate and be a part of the podcast, you know, it would mean a great deal to me. So here we go. Before we jump into the podcast, I want to give a major shout out to my brother, Tim, who's the one that gave me the inspiration for doing my own podcast, you know, without him, you know, giving me the idea, giving me all the tips and tricks he's been, uh, you know, letting me know over the past few days, I would have never thought about doing this, you know, on my own. So, you know, Tim, if you're listening, brother, I appreciate you so much. And by the way, he's got his own podcast called The Morning After with Tim. It's a great podcast to listen to in the morning. You know, if you're definitely a coffee person, you know, look up his podcast, sit down on the couch, on the sofa, on the floor, stand up. Uh, why don't you? And, you know, take a sip of coffee with him while he takes a sip of his. And you can find him on anchor.fm forward slash the morning after W Tim. And he is also on Spotify. And you can also follow him on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the morning after W Tim. His podcast is about world news, local news of stuff that's going on here in California, you know, sports or lack of sports that's going on. I'm pretty sure, you know, he'll get a big story when the draft comes up. You know, that's the big thing that's coming up for sports so far. Um, He talks about his life, his family, you know, what's going on in the Central Valley. So, you know, if you're a morning person and you like listening to morning podcasts, go on over and find them. Look them up. The Morning After with Tim. It's a great podcast so far. I've listened to it. He's got two episodes up so far. It's a really good laugh. It's smooth. It's relaxing. You know, you'll just have a great time listening to it. All right. So here we go. This podcast, you know, yeah, it's mainly going to be for veterans and, you know, even, you know, people in the military, you know, service members and whatnot, but don't let that distraught you. I want everyone to know that this podcast is going to be for everybody, you know, veterans, service members, and even civilians, because I know for a fact that there's civilians out there who have friends that are service members that are veterans. And, you know, sometimes you kind of feel like, you know, they really don't want to talk much or, you know, the things they do talk about, you know, you really don't understand where they're coming from or whatnot. So this right here, this is the perfect place for you to come to in order to get, you know, that second wind of, you know, opinions or perspectives, you know, from my fellow veterans and service members that are still kicking around out there, you know, so if you feel like you're part of that community as well, you know, like, hey, come on in, take a seat, you know, listen to this while you're going jogging or whatnot. I'm going to try to make this as upbeat as possible, you know, so you can listen to this podcast no matter what you're doing. Um, So yeah, so to start it off, you know, like this podcast, you know, I'm reaching out, you know, to all my veterans, all my, you know, military service members, 
doesn't matter what branch you're in army marines navy air force hell we'll even throw in the coast guard you know because they still got their shit going on too you know they still put their life on the lines so they are just as much as part of this as anybody else so without further ado let's get it going I'm going to give you a little rundown about myself. My name is Michael. Um, As I said in my trailer, I am a combat wounded veteran, served eight years in the U.S. Army. Uh, I served four years at Fort Lewis in Washington, and I did another four years in Schofield Barracks located in Hawaii. And I absolutely loved my time uh, there. You know, there's still a big part of me that misses it, you know, because when you're in the Army, and I'm pretty sure, you know, it's when you're in, in military, in any military branch, you know, it feels like a lifestyle. Like it's not just a job, you know, the whole aspect of the military life just consumes everything around you, you know? So, you know, you hope that you adapt really well to it and whatnot. So, you know, you know, that's like a little bit about me. Um, I got one deployment under my belt, 12 months in Afghanistan. Um, I'm a dual purple heart recipient. I was uh, shot twice in my right arm and blown up a total of four times, which I know you're probably thinking, holy crap, you know, like, how are you still here? And like, trust me, man, I feel like I had a guardian angel out there, you know, watching out for me, you know, as well as I know everyone that was out there with me, you know, that came back, you know, they felt the same way because the area we were in, you know, was pretty rough. So, um, you know, I want to give a shout out to all my brothers and sisters that I served with out at Fort Lewis that I deployed with, you know, that I legitimately dropped, you know, blood, sweat and tears for, you know, and I want to also give a big shout out to my buddies, you know, that are still kicking around in Schofield Barracks, Hawaii. You know, I still got, you know, people, you know, in both duty stations that are still, you know, making it happen for themselves, you know, living the army lifestyle, you know, army strong and all that bullshit. But, um, You know, hopefully I'll be able to have, you know, my friends on the podcast as well, you know, telling their stories, giving their side of, you know, their experiences and whatnot, because you know what, this is what this podcast is all about. You know, I don't want people that are tuning in to think that this podcast is just going to be about me and, you know, my life in the military and what my life is like as a veteran, you know, like I'll touch on that a bit, but ultimately this podcast is really going to be for you the listeners, you know, I want you guys to feel like you can, you know, reach out to me, you know, send in submissions of like request, you know, topics that you want me to talk about. Or if you want to give like shout outs to any friends that are in the military, or if you live far from your friends and family, and you just want to give them a shout out on a podcast, hey, I'm the guy you want to hit up. So with that being said, you can send submissions or requests to me. I got an email you can get. So my email is going to be veterans at yahoo.com, all lowercase. Um, send your submissions, your requests, your shout outs. You know, you can even do like in remembrance. Like if you got friends that you lost and you want to just, you know, give them a shout out, you know, give their family members a shout out, immortalize them even more on a podcast. I'm the guy you want to talk to. Um, I also have a Twitter now. My Twitter handle is at Vias for Veterans. You can follow me on there, support the podcast, you know, help me grow. Um, Just yesterday, I actually reached out to uh, public relations for Wounded Warriors since I myself am a Wounded Warrior, you know, and I kind of just let them know like, hey, I'm a fellow Wounded Warrior and I just recently started up a podcast and, you know, wanted to know if, you know, you'd be able to retweet me on your page, you know, kind of get me out there more. And so this morning when I woke up and I was looking through my emails, I actually had a response. And so, you know, the people that emailed me back were like, hey, for sure, you know, that's, you know, really great. We 
actually have a lot of, you know, wounded warriors that are getting into that type of program now. So whenever my first episode goes live, you know, to go ahead and email them back and they'll go ahead and listen in, you know, make sure it's appropriate, you know, for me. Uh, well, for them, you know, to, to post and retweet and whatnot. So I was like, holy shit, this is perfect. Like, you know, being able to get retweeted on the Wounded Warriors Twitter page is going to be the hugest thing for me. Um, so that's something I'm really looking forward to also. But with that being said, I just want to let you guys know right now that, you know, unfortunately, this podcast is going to have cussing, um, you know, because I did eight years in the army. So, you know, as sad as it is, my favorite word, you know, for the past eight years and even the past, you know, year and a half, I've been out as fuck. Um, so I do apologize in advance if you guys do get offended by any swearing. Um, just so you know, this podcast is going to have swearing in it. You know, I'll try to keep it to a minimum, but it's hard to like get something out of your system that's been a part of your life for so long. Um, so again, you know, I'll do my best uh, to to kind of keep the cussing to a minimum, but you know, I, you know, Hey, no, no promises. Um, you know, and of course the guests that I'm going to have on my podcast, you know, they're going to be fellow brothers and sisters I've served in the army with, you know, who also have much of a foul mouth as I do, you know, so before we hop on, I'll make sure, you know, we kind of mow over our, our language and, you know, try to get something going where it's just not too, you know, like F this, F that, you know, all this other stuff. So, you know, just forewarning, if you're tuning in, just, you know, be prepared for that. There's going to be a lot of cussing. So I hope you guys are okay with that. All right. So moving on, um, I'll let you guys know a little bit about my, uh, the beginning of my army career. So I joined the army in June 6, 2011. Uh, I was living in Hanford, California, and I remember going in to do my ASVAB testing and I didn't think I was going to do great at it at all because, you know, I fucking suck at math. And I know that was one of the big um, sections in the ASVAB was math. So I was just thinking in my head, like, well, this isn't going to happen for me. But somehow, some way, I ended up scoring a 97 on the ASVAB with a 121 GT score. And anybody that knows anything about those scores, those are pretty up there, especially that 121 line score. That is, you know, really, really good to get. You know, so the recruiter I had at the time, he was like, you know, pulled out a brochure and he goes, Hey, you know, you see all these MOSs right here on this pamphlet. And I go, yeah. And he goes, you can have any one of these, you know, and I was seeing things like diver and UAV operator. And I'm thinking in my head, like, holy crap, you know, I can be in some secret squirrel bunker, you know, flying a, flying a little private drone. And man, that would be the highlight of my day. But, you know, I ended up choosing infantry, um, <laughs> which in the recruiting world is like the lowest of the low. You, you know, only need the bare minimum score in order to get into infantry, you know? So my recruiter just looked at me and was like, infantry, are you fucking kidding me? And so he ended up dumping me and he ended up throwing me over to the infantry recruiter, you know, and, uh, guy's name was uh, staff Sergeant Gonzalez. And this dude was so awesome. He was, the best person to bring me into the infantry life, um, you know, starting out, he is what I would imagine the army's version of the rock would be like, um, just a little bit chubbier though. Ha! So, 
you know, Staff Sergeant Garcia, if you somehow find your way onto this podcast, you know, apologies, um, you know, hope you're living your life really good and, you know, you're still kicking ass out there. And if you're still in the army, like, hey, you know, hope you're taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, you know, so best wishes to you out there. But uh, so anyway, yeah, so I remember, you know, when I first started out and he's just telling me, oh, hey, you know, the infantry, we're like the best of the best, you know, fucking hard nosed guys, just a bunch of studs. So in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, like I can't wait to get, you know, to basic training and just be surrounded by nothing but fucking studs, you know, me being a stud back then myself and just, you know, pushing through basic training like it's nothing. So I remember I had a few buddies that I kept in touch with from high school uh, that joined the army right out of high school. And I remember I was telling them like, hey, you know, I'm about to join the army, you know, I'm doing infantry. And luckily a few of them were also infantry as well. So they were giving me tips and tricks and they were just like, hey, you know, Michael, just um, the biggest piece of advice was, you know, don't worry about lifting weights. Don't try to build muscle. Just do cardio, 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 cardio. And I was just like, oh, really? Like, why not? And he goes, they're like, trust me, you know, like if you try to build muscle and try to go in there being like a big buffed out dude, you're going to suck. And I didn't really understand, but you know, like I trusted these guys. So I took their advice to heart. So for like the four months that I was waiting to ship out, um, I would go to this gym out in Hanford called In Shape City. Uh, me and some of my buddies I made in the uh, Future Soldier Program, which is what they had going on for the people that were on standby waiting for their ship date. And uh, we'd go to the gym, you know, once in the morning and once in the evening. And we would do uh, three-hour sessions there. So I would do uh, 30 minutes on the treadmill, an hour in the pool, and then just another hour of nothing but push-ups, pull-ups, and sit-ups. Like, I just went completely nuts. I totally slimmed down so much from when I was in high school. I was just super toned, super ready to go. Um, sometimes, uh, if the gym was like too packed or whatnot, I would just go run around Hanford, you know, still get my cardio in, you know, so I was ready to go. And, um, it's a good thing too. I listened to it, you know, because once I got to basic training, it was no shit, just a cardio based, you know, suck fest. Like they didn't really do much about lifting weights or anything like that. If you were going anywhere, your ass was running, um, or you were, you know, bear crawling or you were crab walking or you were, you know, what we call sniper crawling, which if you've ever sniper crawled, you know exactly how much that sucks. Um, it is not great. Uh, especially when you're in a sand pit, sniper crawling in sand pit is not the way to go. Um, so yeah, so when I got to basic training, I was at Fort Benning, Georgia, um, which is the school of the infantry. And it's also, you know, where you go to start off, you know, in ranger school and whatnot. Um, and I remember we got, you know, sent to 30th AG, which was our processing unit. And I remember the first time we went into the chow hall and they had two sides. They had one side where they had all the healthy food, you know, the salads, sandwiches, you know, stuff that was light. <clears throat> and then they had the other side. And I just remember they had the pizza slices, the hot dogs, the corn dogs, the fried chicken, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, like every deep fried concoction you can think of. They had it on that side. And I'm thinking in my head, holy shit, when am I going to get the chance to eat food like this again? You know, I'm going to stay on this side until they come and pick us up. Big mistake. Not for me, but for a lot of the dudes there because they kind of just overstuffed themselves 
And then once you get to basic training, the first week there, they are just doing nothing but smoking the shit out of you. And it's because they know you're going to go so many, you know, weeks, you know, a couple months without that kind of food that you're just going to try to be a fucking bear and store all that shit in your stomach. You know, like you're going to do some hibernation or some shit. Um, so I remember just, you know, being smoked and thinking in my head, like, man, I am so glad that I listened to my buddies and, and, you know, just focused on cardio. And, um, one thing I'll never forget, um, those of you who went through infantry basic training, because I haven't heard this kind of story from anybody else in any other MOSs. Um, but for drinks, they used to give you a uh, red and blue Powerade and, for some reason there used to be like this white foam that used to float at the top. Wasn't really sure what it was about, but the best conspiracy theory about that white foam was that the army was putting something in our drinks. So that way we wouldn't pop boners while we were at basic, which is totally fucking crazy when you think about it, but it makes a bunch of sense because you're just a dude surrounded by like 40, 50 other dudes. So why would you want to fucking pop a boner? Right? So And I remember this vividly, like the entire time I was at basic training, not one time did I pop a boner. And, you know, thinking back, it is probably because I was surrounded by a bunch of dudes. But then again, it was funny to think that, you know, the army was really drugging us, you know, to have non boners in the morning, you know, because, hey, guys, we wake up in the morning and we got morning wood. Something that happens, it's not because we're turned on. It's just, you know, it's part of the game. Um, and it makes a lot of sense because, you know, the drill sergeants would come into our barracks at like three, four o'clock in the morning and just start screaming at us to line up. So how funny would it have been, you know, to have dudes lining up, you know, on the floor and there's just like this fucking, you know, big morning wood, just like sticking out at attention, just like they are, you know, it would have been fucking hilarious. Nobody would have been able to keep a straight face. Everybody would have been laughing. And then imagine try doing a fucking push up with a boner. That just, to me, would, like, hurt. (laughs) So, anyway, moving on from that topic, yeah, like, I remember, you know, either any of you guys, you know, that can relate, you know, to the Blue and Red Powerade, let me know. You know, send me an email, let me know if you guys feel the same way, or what other conspiracy theories you heard about the Blue and Red Powerade. Um, I'd love to hear it. So, um, yeah, I just remember, you know, my buddies were telling me, you know, when I go in, uh, I'm going to hit something called day zero and day zero is just the suck fest of getting smoked constantly all day doing a PT test after you've been smoked for three to four hours. And they used to tell me, Hey, you know, remember, um, you're going to take a PT test when you go in, don't max out, you know, any event, because if you do, they're going to expect you to max out your events every time you do a PT test. So I was like, okay, okay, well, that's good information to know. Um, So I found out what my bare minimum was for the push-ups and sit-ups, and then, you know, what my minimum time was for the two-mile, you know, for my age group at the time. I want to say I was 24 when I joined the army. It's, it's been so long and I can't really think back that much, but, um, yeah, I want to say I was about 24 when I, when I joined the army. So, you know, my age group was, you know, pretty, the, the stats were pretty low back then for me. Um, and I remember I'm like, okay, like, Hey, I got this information. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, knock this out. So I just did, 
you know, the bare minimum for the push-ups, the bare minimum for the sit-ups. And, you know, I just kind of jogged the two mile because I got long legs. So I just was able to stride it out. But I remember on day zero watching other people do this PT test. And I'm thinking back to when my recruiter was telling me, oh man, infantry is the best of the best. We're fucking hard asses, blah, blah, blah. And there's dudes that can't even do a push-up. One fucking push-up. They can't do it. They are just sucking at life. I don't know if you guys have seen that new Jumanji, um, you know, the next level where Jack Black is being, you know, played by the football player and he's like fuck i'm gonna get this guy into shape by doing some burpees and he goes and he like half executes one burpee and then he goes back down and it's just like boom face in the sand totally hating life like these are how those guys were they were just doing like half a push-up going down and didn't even have the muscle strength upper body strength arm strength to lift half of their body weight back up and it boggled my fucking mind. It was like, holy shit, what are you guys even doing here? You know, I'm just thinking in my head, what are these other recruiting stations doing? Like, how are they letting these people through? You know, and then even those that got through the push-up station, they couldn't even do a sit-up. One sit-up, they would just try to go halfway, struggle, fart, you know, scream because they just couldn't make it and then fall flat. And I'm thinking, holy crap, this is not what I was expecting. Um, How come my friends didn't tell me about this? Like, this is a fucking joke. You know, so I remember day zero, we lost like seven people because the drill sergeants there, their mentality is, you know, like, hey, if you can't fucking hack it, like, we're trying to get your ass out the door. Like, we're going to focus on the on the soldiers that can make it through, you know, that want to be here. So, you know, I can say you know, kudos to the ones that, you know, washed out because at least they made the attempt. And, you know, that in itself, you know, is commendable because they still made the pledge. They still planned on serving their country. So, you know what? I want to say kudos to them, you know, because it does take a lot of fucking balls to, you know, go in, sign up with, you know, one of the military branches, take that oath, knowing that one day you can get deployed, you know, you're going to fight, you're going to shoot people, get shot at, get blown up, you know, lose friends, make friends, like it's a whole thing. So, you know, even though those guys didn't get to experience it, you know, past day zero, you still got to give them props for, you know, at least trying to better their life. Because ultimately, that's why I joined the army. I, I can honestly say that, I didn't join, you know, because I wanted to do the whole, you know, like, I want to serve my country. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, of course, you know, I was going to serve my country. But the reason I joined the army and the reason I joined the infantry was because I knew I was able to handle the things that I was going to experience, you know, so that way I could be the one to do the things that... I knew I could do so my friends and family wouldn't have to experience stuff like that. Like, I've always been strong-willed. You could say the force is strong with me. Uh, It's always been strong with me and still is to this day, you know. And um, I remember um, before I deployed, um, I had one of my friends tell me like, hey, you know, um, I'm kind of nervous for you because you're not going to come back the same. And back then, you know, this is, you know, 2011, you know, before I deployed and I'm thinking in my head, of course, I'm going to come back the same, you know, like 
you know, nothing's going to change about me. Like, I'll, I'll be fine. You know, like, don't worry about me. And, you know, boy, was I wrong. Um, as much as I tried to maintain my, my own self, um, shit really does change you. Um, things you do, things you see, um, things you, uh, experience, you know, out there on deployment, like it's a whole nother world. Um, I remember going on missions and we'd run into villagers and these cats thought we were there fighting the Russians. Their whole concept of time is so crazy out there. Um, it's nuts, you know, and you just got to think like the last time they saw soldiers was, you know, back when we were fighting the Russians, which is nuts when you think about it. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, like the third world, you know, mindset, it's just crazy seeing all their houses made out of mud and sticks. Like it's crazy. They still live that way. No power, no running water. They just do everything old school. And it really makes you, um, appreciate stuff that, you have back here that, you know, we at a lot of times, whether you want to admit it or not, take for granted. Um, I remember, um, while I was on deployment and I was being scheduled for my R and R rotation, which is uh, rest and relaxation. I remember the first thing I did when I got back was I ordered myself a me and Ed's pizza. And for those of you that do know me and Ed's is like one of the best pizzas you'll ever eat in California, you know, cause I've had pizza in New York and, you know, and on the East coast and stuff and their pizza is fucking delicious. But for California, me and Ed's is, you know, the fucking top of the game over here. And so like I was saying, I remember I got myself a me and Ed's pizza and then I wanted to take a shit on a porcelain toilet. You have no idea being deployed how much you are going to miss shitting on a regular toilet or just sitting on one. Like it was amazing. Like I remember our toilet out there was just a bucket with a piece of plywood and a toilet seat that we found that we just nailed in to the plywood. And it's so awesome. I have uh, videos and pictures of our setup out there. Like it's pretty legit. You know, we worked with what we had out there. Um, I will definitely, you know, post pictures up on my Twitter page um, for the podcast. So that way, you know, when you guys follow me, you can kind of see what we were living like out there. But, you know, as shitty as it may seem, it was the best time of my life. Um, the guys that I served with, they are brothers for life. You know, I can't begin to name all of them, but for sure, definitely I'm going to reach out to all of them and have them on the podcast with me, you know, so that way you can just hear all the crazy stories, antics, shenanigans, what have you that we used to get into and whatnot. And, um, definitely looking forward to listening to you guys and your stories and your crazy shit that you guys got into during your time, um, or shit that you still get into right now for those of you that are in. Um, so that's something I'm really looking forward to. Something I'm really going to be big about is, you know, making my podcast all about the listeners. Um, one big thing I really want to 
reiterate again is, you know, this podcast is going to be, you know, for everybody, veterans, service members, you know, their friends and families, all civilians from all walks of life, um, just so you guys can get a better understanding, you know, of your veteran friends, of your service member friends, you know, like, or you could even find ways to communicate with your civilian families like I have with mine. Um, It took some work, but I do have a lot of, uh, you know, I do have a lot of ways that I've, you know, developed in order to express how I feel or, you know, express what's going on in my own ways, which I feel is going to help other people, you know, and expressing their way, you know, in order to talk to, you know, their close friends and family and whatnot. So, you know, make sure to send in your submissions to this podcast, send in your requests. If you guys have something that you want to hear me talk about, you know, go ahead and send those emails. Again, it's viasforveterans at yahoo.com, all lowercase. You know, you can also, again, reach me at Twitter, you know, at viasforveterans. Um, I'll always check my email every day to make sure I'm not missing nobody's, you know, submissions or requests. And I will make you a promise right now. Everybody that sends in a submission, a request, a shout out, uh, in remembrance, I'm going to read them all. Um, doesn't matter how many I get, I will make sure to print out every one. And if I don't get to all of them, you know, in one episode, they're definitely going to get continued in the next episode. And I'm just going to keep going. And I really look forward to the time when I get to have you guys, you know, the listeners on the podcast being able to talk and bullshit with me, you know, and just tell me the stories that you guys have to tell, you know, let your voices be heard, you know, let that veteran military community, you know, listen in, let them know that they're not the only ones going through shit right now. So always remember that. And, you know, as much as this COVID-19 thing is killing us right now, I feel like the military community is always prepared for this because I remember, you know, being deployed. And when we'd have sandstorms that would last for two to three days, you couldn't go nowhere. I mean, you would really, really be crazy to walk out to use one of the restrooms during a sandstorm, you know, like, cause you're just going to get fucked with sand. Um, and I remember I used to be stuck in a tent with like eight, nine guys, you know, my, my squad. And it was just, you know, hell, but you know, you made the most of it. And I feel like during those times it was, you know, the most camaraderie that you could get, you know, because you can't escape each other. I remember that's where I learned to play guitar and where I made like the most funniest videos, you know, of my squad mates, which I'll definitely find a way to share. Oh, excuse me which I'll definitely find a way to share on my Twitter page, you know, so you guys can kind of get an idea of what it was like. You know, I definitely want you guys, you know, to, to feel like, you know, exactly everything I went through and I've got a shit ton of pictures and videos, you know, to go ahead and make that happen. Um, and then too, if you have pictures or you have videos, or even if you want to send in a video submission or a video shout out, Hey, that's even better. 
I will post that shit on my Twitter page for the podcast so that way everybody can see it. And especially if I get, you know, hit up with the Wounded Warriors sponsorship, that's going to be even better. It's going to put me out there even more, you know, to reach more people, you know, because I feel during this time, it's a really rough time for a lot of veterans, um, you know, that can't be around people. Really tough time for service members that can't be around their family, can't be around their friends. I know friends that are in Lewis and Schofield, their leaves getting canceled, so they can't go nowhere. They're on lockdown and all they have is themselves, you know, so this is going to be the perfect time, you know, to, to reach out, you know, let everybody know you're not alone. This is not a fight that you have to do by yourself. We all have our own demons and we can all find a way to help each other to work them out. Right? Of course, you know, so I want to end the podcast by saying, you know, whether you're a civilian, whether you're a veteran or a service member, take time. Um, you know, obviously you can't do it right now, but when this is all over, when we're able to be around people again and get back, you know, to the how normal it's going to get, you know, make sure, take some time to go talk to those older veterans, you know, the World War II and the Vietnam and the Desert Storm veterans, like, you have no idea how much insight they have. Like, it's crazy. I remember, you know, doing that myself before I joined the army just to kind of get an idea. And it's crazy. The stories they have are beyond anything I got. And so that's something that I'm also going to try to work around is having those veterans on the podcast as well, you know. I understand that they're probably not going to, you know, kind of get, you know, the older ones, they're not really going to get what's going on, but I'll try to do a recording and then, you know, make it sound really good. So that way you can hear them really good. You can hear what they have to say because, you know, they've been through a lot and a lot of them, they're just sitting by themselves in retirement homes and, you know, hospice care and, and whatnot. And they really need someone to talk to. So, if you're, you know, a younger veteran, uh, you know, service member, you know, take the time, you know, be proactive, go out and listen to what they got to say. Cause I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed, you know, civilians, Hey, do the same thing. Like that is the best way, you know, to kind of get an idea of what your fellow veteran and service member, friends and family, you know, are going through is that older generation, because as soon as you know it, they're not going to be here anymore. And we're going to have that missed opportunity of all that untapped knowledge, you know, so just, you know, again, you know, whenever you can take the time, or even if your mom or your dad, you know, are, or your grandparents, you know, if they're veterans, you know, like take the time, call them, you know, like spend a half an hour or an hour and just pick their brain, you know, you know, tap that resource, you know, don't, don't let all that go to waste. Cause as, like I said, as soon as you know it, they'll be gone. Um, so we're reaching the 35 minute mark. I feel like I've tapped in really good, you know, to the sweet spot of this first episode. So let me go ahead again, let me give a shout out to my brother, Tim, you know, go check out his podcast the morning after with Tim, listen to him on anchor, listen to him on Spotify, you know, anchor.fm forward slash the morning after W Tim 
follow him on Facebook, you know, facebook.com forward slash the morning after W Tim. And I'm pretty sure as his podcast grows, he's going to be uh, getting on other platforms as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, also looking forward to having him on the show. We've already discussed that. That's a must, you know, so that'll definitely uh probably come around, you know, in season two, you know, I'll definitely have him on the podcast so he can give you an update on how, on how his podcast is doing. But, you know, don't forget, check him out again. You can reach me at vias for veterans at yahoo.com all lowercase. I look forward to reading your guys's topics, you know, ideas, submissions, requests, all that shit. I'm looking forward to it all. You know, you know, find me on Twitter, you know, at vias for veterans, you know, it's going to be a picture of a helmet with, you know, the VS for Veterans logo on it. So, you know, don't forget to tune in next time for the next episode. I'm really excited about this. And, you know, I really look forward to keeping you guys, you know, entertained and whatnot. So, you know, closing out this episode until next time. Always remember, I got your six. Mm-hmm.